Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Respected listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to our spiritual breakfast. This is our advices interview segment. And it is with Mulana Musa Lehe. Let's welcome Mulana. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mulana, jazakallah khair for having us once again. Alhamdulillah. Mulana, how's things on your side? I believe you moved to Cape Town. Yes, I'm in beautiful mother city of Cape Town. Hmm. And uh, alhamdulillah, it's, it's different. We've had a few scorching days, but yesterday, alhamdulillah, and it's very rare for this time of the year, I believe, in Cape Town. But we had some beautiful rains of mercy last night. It's mm. cooled it off a lot, alhamdulillah. And which part of Cape Town is this? I'm in the northern suburbs, uh, mm. an area called Panorama. Um, mm. Many people will know the Century City area, Canal Walk. Uh, it's not too far from there. And alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah, we've opened up a musalla here. Mashallah. In Panorama as well as a maktab. Uh, so alhamdulillah, things are going well. Alhamdulillah. Since we've got someone like yourself there in house, maybe before we get to our topic, Mulana Saab can just explain to us that uh, is there any pressure from the DA? We've seen, we've heard a lot of um, people saying that there's a lot of pressure because of the Palestinian issue. What do you, What's your experiences? So, uh, Mulana, to be honest, uh, whenever that pressure was on, I was not in Cape Town at the time, uh, particularly with what was happening in the Borkaf, etc., uh, the painting of the houses, the graffiti, those type of things. It was all hearsay. However, um, I recall there was an Israeli march that was planned, I think it was sometime in November last year. And um, I have a very enthusiastic son. <laughs> So he mm. wanted to go there, and obviously I, I, I'm against those type of things, and I told him no. Uh, but we were in and around that particular area. Mm. <clears throat> and as we were driving out of Boca, um, we we received messages that things got really messy there, uh, that there was uh, some assault that had taken place, and then the police had gotten involved, and there were water cannons and, mm. and what have you. So the children... Seeing all of this, they got a lot of excitement in them. They wanted to see it. But again, I refused. I said, no, you know, let's not put ourselves in a, in a, in a position of compromise and what have you. So, Molana, to answer your question, yes, I think um, the DA has put a lot of pressure on Muslims. Uh, we, we heard recently about that masjid that was painted uh, with the Palestinian flag and was told to, to paint over it. So those type of things... You know, you can expect it. You can expect it in areas like this here, uh, predominantly Jewish. Um, you know, Allah save us, Allah protect us. But I think that ultimately we must continue. We must thrive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, not provoke, not do silly things at the same time. Mm. But uh, we must continue. We must continue for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. MashaAllah. Mulana, uh, as you were speaking about your your ch- your children being so enthusiastic i was just listening now too to the bellable and this whole thing that's being um spilled over the real the reality of it and that is why 
they want and the West wants to focus so much on our children so that they are not enthusiastic. Mashallah, your children are enthusiastic because this has this deeny nature to it. It's the our holy lands. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless those lands. And this is why the, we have this, um, we sanctify these symbols. But now this effort that they want to promote and they want to have control over our children and because sort of we spent hours when we went to school you're spending six seven hours coming back and you're just spending one hour in the company of a pious person or a maktab teacher who's going to teach you the basics so this is where i'm focusing our topic today on that the the company of the pious especially at a young age Mulana, you can tell us Gee, Molana. Okay, just to, to catch up with what you said, you know, the West is one of the missions in, in Gaza, particularly, or Philistine for that matter, is to so-called de-radicalize Muslims. So what does that mean? It simply means that they want to give Muslims a watered-down version of our deen. People mustn't be so staunch and so... Uh, upright when it comes to our religious duties. And the sad reality is that uh, they've appointed countries like the UAE, like Saudi Arabia, etc., to try to introduce and infiltrate these type of watered-down levels of deen. So ultimately what they're trying to do is that, you know, okay, you read your salah, no problem. But don't be so radical about it. Mm. And whereas our deen teaches us to be very steadfast on our salah, on our zakah, on our psalm, on our hajj, uh, on, on, on akhlaq and character, on, on various different aspects of our deen. So if you look at um, the UAE, Dubai, for instance, you think to yourself when visiting there, uh, that you're not in a Muslim country at all because everyone is simply dressed, everything is free for all, there's music everywhere, there's alcohol, there's nightclubs, uh, there's prostitution, there's mm. this whole host of things that are created to take your attention away from Allah subhanahu Allah. wa ta'ala mm. and bring you into absolute... Uh, uh, a type of 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 of, of uh, misunderstanding and and, and confusion mm. and remove you from the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Mm. So this is their mission. This is their mission, and we all know it. And the sad reality is that even though here in South Africa, Alhamdulillah, to somewhat a degree, we are safeguarded under the banner of various. Ulama organizations or uh, affiliations with deen, whether it comes to tabligh, whether it comes to the khanka, whether it comes to the darul ulooms, uh, whether it comes to different, different aspects of our deen. Mm. We are somewhat protected, but it is filtering through. Mm. And I'm happy that Molana mentioned that, you know, we spend six to seven hours uh, or, or even longer, and especially here in the Cape, a, a, a much longer period of that time in school education. Molana, to get students 
to come to maktab in the afternoon. Mm. I think this is the biggest imtihan of today's time. Mm. For, for the simple reason that, you know, a student here, for instance, here in Cape Town, will tell you that I cannot attend. I got piano classes today. Mm. Piano classes, right? Another student will tell you I've got ballet classes. I've got chess classes. I've got, okay, your soccer, your rugby, your cricket, your, all of that is still there. So you've only, when I grew up in Zimbabwe, Molana, we had maktab Monday to Saturday. Mm. So yep. Monday to Friday was 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And on the Saturday, it was 8 o'clock to half past 11. I, I remember those Saturday classes. We also used to find it so difficult to wake up. But it was the best of the week. Because, because there was baraka in it. Gee. And, you know, that was the day when the apas and the ustads used to teach us a lot of practical. You know, mm. practical Gee. of namaz, practical of janaza. Nowadays, maktab is only running in most areas. Uh, and I think Gauteng is also included in this. KwaZulu Natal is also included in this year. Monday to Thursday. Mm. And Friday is gone. And, and hours gone. are much less. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're looking at half past three to five o'clock, and then the students come in late, they're missing. And again, you know, because of all the extracurricular activities, they're missing out on so many days during the course of the week. And then... We ask ourselves, and this is an important question. You know, we as parents, we are all optimistic, we are all hopeful that we will uh, leave this dunya before our children, right? Mm. We would want our children to outlive us, right? And that's in, uh, entirely in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the question I want to ask every parent is that when we die and our children stand up for our janazah salah, are they able to even perform the Janata Salah? Are they able, even able, okay, maybe not even perform. When I say perform, I mean lead. But are they even able to read the Janata Salah? Are they aware of all the du'as? Are they, or are they just going to stand and say, Allah Akbar, and keep quiet and, 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 and mimic like they are performing a Janata Salah? But they have absolutely, imagine your own father is there, hmm. your own mother, but you haven't learned how to perform janaza salah, mm. and you're unable to do so. Mm. So it's a very sad state of affairs, Molana, uh, when it comes to the maktab. And I think parents need to really go back to our, our, our roots and realize, okay, fine. You know, <clears throat> you're putting your child into a school, one curricular activity, one extra curricular That's it. You know, anything extra... Uh, you're looking for trouble because you're losing days. Mm. And, and those are precious, precious moments. Molana, I went, you know, uh, I, I, and I still remember in Zimbabwe, uh, the late Molana, uh, Musa, uh, Ismail Bahadur Sab, Rahmatullah and Kari Musa Mangera Sab, our Ustad. Uh, but Maktab would run from, okay, we had grade one to grade seven, and then form one, uh, the British uh, uh, system. But people that were in Form 3, that is what, Grade 7, 8, 9, 10, Grade 10, would still come to Maktab. Hmm. Gee. Yeah, I think Grade 6 is the cutoff now, because too much of homework. Hmm. Too much of homework. How is my child going to cope? Uh, how is my child going to manage? 
Mm. They, 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 they've got so much of assignments and so much of projects. It's amazing. It's <laughs> absolutely amazing. And that's why this whole secular system is designed to take our children away from Dean. That's a separate topic on its own. Uh, the, mm. the whole secular system and how it, it's designed to infiltrate uh, our homes and create chaos in our homes. But I'm just saying, those that choose to send their children to, to, to normal secular schools, even under the banner of the so-called Islamic schools, in inverted commas, we're looking for trouble. Hmm. We're and, absolutely looking for trouble, Molana. And I think how we can fit this in is uh, with our um, topic that we're supposed to discuss is that yeah. we say that... Um, because we've been, we've sat probably in the company of the pious, I'm saying myself, I know Mulana spent time with Mulana Yunus Patel, Rahimullah, and now with Mulana Dawood Sirat and many other seniors. So we hear what they have to say. But now you get that listener who's out there and he's thinking to himself that look at these people going on about education when education is so important. When, so they're looking at it from this angle, we need to equip our children, we need to send our children to earn some money, and all of this. So what response do we give to these people? Molana, you know, we've heard this time and time again, that this is the deception of the dunya. I mean, take our own ex-president, Mr. Zuma. <laughs> hmm. I think, you know, it's an absolute <laughs> joke when you think about what type of education did he... I mean, he can't even pronounce figures over a hundred. <laughs> he would stumble and fumble and 1,011 and, you know, those type of silly things. And we laugh about it. But he had no education. And he became the president of the country. Right? So our risk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made it uh, subject hmm. to a, a secular education. How many people, alhamdulillah, sum alhamdulillah, Molana, you know, you in the company of illustrious ulama, scholars, the likes of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Sahib, uh, alhamdulillah. And, 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 and you look at Mufti Sahib, right? Alhamdulillah, he's a, he's, he's a hafiz al-Quran, he's an alim, he's a mufti, he's serving his time in deen. And, and I suppose... You know, we as, 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 as children in front of him, if you were to go upstairs, right, and go and ask Appa, uh, obviously we don't do this out of respect, but I'm just, just giving as an example. But if you had to go and ask Appa, Appa, what did you prepare for lunch for Mufti Sab today? What did you prepare for supper? Mm-hmm. I don't think Appa will say that, you know what, uh, uh, hey, Molana, there's nothing in the house. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, why? Because our risk is not pinned down to our, our, our education, our secular education. And, and, you know, coming back to the topic that we were supposed to, and obviously we've digressed into this, which is also an equally important topic, Molana. Uh, but however, when it comes to spending time with the pious Akabirin, and, you know, people will say, okay, uh, we've lost so many seniors, and there's no doubt we've lost a lot of seniors. Those are irreplaceable. 
However, the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullah wa kunu ma'at sadiqin. O you who believe, fear Allah and always remain in the company of the pious. So when Allah says, kunu ma'at sadiqin, it simply means that till qiyamah, the sadiqin have to be present. Because otherwise, if there are no sadiqin, it would be contrary to the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So till the day of Qiyamah, you will find pious scholars. Hmm. Now the question comes about Molana. How would you identify a person to be pious? Because there's a lot of people who I think they have uh, PhDs in the acting class. <laughs> you know, they will, they will portray this image of piety and nobility and and subhanallah, you know, and, and, and that's where the, the danger comes in because you can really get taken lock, stock and barrel. Mm. It's simple. Look for a person who holds on to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's it. It's, it's, it's as easy as that. A person who holds on to the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What was the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu Always in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never doing anything that would distance yourself or create a, a, a sort of a rift and anger and, and the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Keeping far from that. And that would encompass in every faculty, in your family, how would you behave with your own family? And that's where it begins from. You know, and I'm sure, Molana, you, we've all learned the hadith. We've all recited it countless, countless times. Khayrukum, khayrukum li ahlikum, wa ana khayrun li ahli. The best of you is the best of you towards your family. And I, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, I am the best towards my family. And that's why I'm saying there's a lot of people with PhDs in the acting field. Because outward in the masjid, you know, you'll find that person first. MashaAllah, Allah grants steadfastness. You'll find that person, head is always, and they, sometimes they even walk hedgeback. Uh, this was against the commandment of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. But nevertheless, they are so, they, they, they give this image that, Ya Rabb, this is uh, the wali, you know, he's, he's, he's divinely sent. But at the time of that person's death, Yes, you go home, you'll see the spouse crying, you'll see the children crying. But beneath those tears are actually tears of joy. They're hmm. actually tears of joy that this animal, this, uh, you know, Hazrat Rahmatullah Alay, he always used to give this example. We're coming towards some Mubarak nights, and that's why Allah Pak is putting it into my mind. So the night of Shabe Barat, Laylatul Nisb in Sha'ban. It's an auspicious night, and alhamdulillah, we try our best to do whatever amal we can. Allah grant tawfiq and Allah grant us uh, strength. I mean. So, you find this baji, he's in the masjid, he sat for the bayan 40 minutes, 45 minutes, he performed his tahajjud namaz, he read some Quran. Now, come 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, he's coming home. And Bichara, his wife, she had a tough day, you know, all day the children were sick. 
they had diarrhea, they were vomiting, so she was changing napkins, she was cleaning up. So she had a full day. She doesn't have the strength to stand up and listen to a bayan. After Isha Salah, she made some dua, she made some zikr, and she decided, okay, you know, this is my only break. She comes out <laughs> in simple terms. You know, she went to bed. Mm. But there's Baji now, one o'clock in the morning, he comes in the house. And he bangs the door. And uh, he starts making noise. You know, where's my key? Where's my basket? And he starts screaming. And the wife wakes up with the shock. But in his mind, he's thinking, you know what? My family needs to appreciate. I mean, Hazrat was in the masjid the whole time. At least one cup chai must be ready for me. One cup tea must be waiting for me. So... (laughs) You know, you think you're going out as an angel, but you are actually reflecting that. And Hazrat Rahmatullah used to say that you see a tiger in a person, you see the wolf in the person, mm. you see the animal in the person that's coming out. Where does Dean teach us to behave like this here? Mm. Dean teaches us, uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, even on Laylatul Nismin Sha'ban, we know the hadith. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam laid next to Ma'isha radiallahu ta'ala anha till he perceived that she was sleeping and then how did he remove himself from the house mm. to go to Baqi, to go to Jannatul Baqi? Mm. He, he, he like slipped out very quietly from the bed. Uh, I'm presuming, you know, how we would say you tiptoe out of the house, mm. close the door very quietly, but no, this Hazratji he needs to let the whole family know that, you know what, now, and he'll even ask the wife, you can see the nur on my face. You can see the nur on my face. And uh, <laughs> if we have to slip out of the house, the wife would say, yeah, we, we, which woman are you going to? <laughs> I, think, I think it would be a justified uh, suspicion when it comes to us. <laughs> because of the lifestyle that we lead, you know, Kher, the, the, the point I was saying is that, you know, why disrupt everything, disrupt the entire house? You're engaged in ibadat, but you come home and you treat your family like they're nobody. You wouldn't do that. If you were entering the masjid while others were resting during itikaf, you wouldn't be screaming and, and, mm. and, and banging doors and cupboards and what have you. You'd be very... Uh, obliging and very uh, understanding to people's conditions. Mm. So you learn this only in the sohbat and in the company of the pious. And Molana, you know, people will ask, but how long? How long do I have to remain in the company? Well, the answer is simple. Till death do us apart. Because we are always, whether you're an alim, whether you're a mufti, whether you're a grand mufti, we all need to make islah of something. We mm. all need to reform and change some bad habits that are creeping within us uh, for the betterment of our deen. Mm. I recall, Mulana, um, when I just started off here, then a few times we had Mulana Sheikh and Mulana Dawood Sirat. Uh, he came on and he shared with us a few incidents. And one of the questions I posed was also one related to this topic, the importance of having a sheikh. Then he mentioned to me, he mentioned to the listeners as well, an incident that took place. And he said, 
I wanted to go for Umrah and my Ahliya wanted to have a house. So the intention was sincere, Umrah, you think about that. And we as men, that's how we are. We like Josh, we go into that Josh. So he was explaining to us, then we took the case to Mulana Yunus Patel, Rahmatullahi And he said, I was confident my, what I'm pursuing is going to be correct. Then Mulana Yunus Patel, Rahmatullahi to the surprise, says that, you know what, have a house first, build your house or buy a house, that will be better for you at this stage. And he was trying to explain to us that, look, sometimes you think you're going in the right direction, as Mulana was mentioning to us, but you need that Noor, you need that advices of the seniors who see with that spiritual eye and then they advise you what to do correctly. And afterwards you realize, and then he mentioned, you know how many times, Alhamdulillah, Allah's tawfiq, Allah took them both for Umrah so many times after that. So that is... Yes, Mawlana, absolutely, you know. And that's the beauty of having a sheikh. You know, I've heard this. And, and, and many other incidences from Azad Mawad uh, beautiful lips. And I've tried to incorporate this into my own life. Is that anytime, and it's so easy, <laughs> it's so easy because, you know, when you're trying to uh, come to some sort of uh, a compromise with your spouse, then at times it's challenging. So it's so simple. And, and, and because both of us are connected with the same share. Uh, take the matter to the chief, you know, <laughs> so to speak. Let, let the judge make the final decision. And whatever it is, we mm. love. That's what we need to go with. Mm. Because there's always hair. And, and you know, sometimes, like you said, when you're involved, and I've heard this from Malana Daud Sardamad Barakatuhu many times, is when you're involved in a specific thing. So you're emotionally driven. Sometimes, because of that emotional drive in you, 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 you somewhat blocked from thinking rationally. So you go to that third person who's pious, who has understanding of being, who is practical in the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That person then, he has, he's, not, he's not emotionally uh, connected. So for him to give a rational decision, it's very simple, very, very simple. And there's always khair, there's always barakah in what we see uh, with what our elders advise us. Lastly, Mulana, I think um, we've got just a minute left. For the woman, mm-hmm. how do they, because they always um, feel that, you know, we're not going for so many lectures and over the airwaves, there's only so much you can do. So what do they do for their spirituality? Mulana, alhamdulillah. Technology has advanced. So, so many bayan, so many majalis, of so many akabirin these days have been live streamed. And if it's not even live streamed, then the recordings are available. So, mm-hmm. that is the first step, you know, is that we should always, we should also get connected in that regard by mm-hmm. listening to the bayanat. Obviously, a female is now re- is, is confined. She cannot pick up the phone just like that there and speak to the akabirin, etc., speak to the mashayikh. But we go back to the basics of writing. Mm. We go back to the basics of writing. And today, email, everyone has email on their phone. 
Yeah? So we spend so many hours wasting on, 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 on social media, perusing through nonsense, TikTok and uh, Instagram and Snapchat and I don't know, whatever else. So write a little letter, share your feelings and share what, what challenges you are facing. And that way, the Akabirin, inshallah, they will reply and they will advise us accordingly. But definitely, you know, uh, we have to keep, the entire family has to keep to that strong spirituality. And alhamdulillah, Allah Pakistan, maybe easy in this era, technology, like I said, has advanced. You can listen to the radio, you can listen to uh, bayanas on recordings. And uh, today there are so many groups that uh, share all these lectures. But I must be very, very uh, care- careful in what I'm saying here is that be careful who you listen to also today time. Mm. Because there's a lot of scholars, so-called scholars, who've got lots of dirt under their collar. Hazrat Rahmatullah used to say this. Mm-hmm. So, have to be very, very careful who we take our knowledge from, who we take our deen from. And for more, we will meet you tonight, inshallah. I think it's Inshallah. 9 to 10, if, if that's correct. That's it, inshallah. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair, Mawlana. Allah reward you abundantly. Amin, amin. And yeah, Allah keep us all guided. Jazakallah khair to you also. We request your duas. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.